Hi, I'm Bailey. And I'm Serena. You're listening to Creative Baggage. In this episode, we talk to Jeff and Jacob from the band Riverview about their experiences making music while working and studying full-time. We also learn a lot about the pop-punk genre and the music scene in Arkansas. You can listen to Riverview's debut album, Knuckles, through the links in the description. Okay, uh, well, I'm Jacob, and we have Jeff here. Say hello, Jeff. Hey, everyone. Uh, And we are two-fifths of the band Riverview. Uh, We're a pop-punk band from Arkansas in the United States, Um, and we like to play music. I was just wondering, I think I mentioned this when we first met, but I want to talk a lot about... um, your guys' full-time jobs and how you balance being musicians and and working and doing other things. And also, more importantly, my question is, do you find that you are more free in your music because it is not your job? Or do you wish that it was your job? That's a good question. I like that question. (laughs) For me, like, I'm a student. I'm a graduate student, so I have a degree in accounting from the University of Central Arkansas. And so, like, I'm in grad school right now. I spend the mornings, let's say, 7 to 10 every day or 7 to 9 every day doing homework or studying or whatever. Music has always been my my release. Like, like when I'm pissed off, I'll be like like my mom when I was, like, you know, 16 learning to play guitar. (laughs) She would just be like, go to your room and and play guitar or whatever. Play that that demon music or whatever. Um, And and so, like, for me, it was always, like, my home away from home, if you will. That's always kind of where I stood on it. Is it something that I would want to, like, sustain myself off of? I mean, that would be amazing. But, like, just the fact that I can – make good music, which this song that's coming out is going to be fantastic. Mm. Don't you worry about it. Um, I'm making a promise there. Me and Jeff have spent four hours teaching him how to play the bass part. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. um, But like the fact that I can like, like for me, like the fact that I can like have this piece of something that I've created in my hands is so much more fulfilling than you know, anything that I do in like my, my personal life, so to speak, like as far as like, like regular work or school or whatever. And that, that's just, that's just my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that we as like trained musicians or like students who studied music kind of take for granted is like, sometimes it becomes a burden because that is your homework. That is your like daily tasks that you have to get done no matter what. And like, I've definitely found myself resenting my time in the practice room because it felt like, well, I just had to sit there and play my scales for a couple hours, no matter what, even if I didn't feel like it. Um, And that's something we want to like shed light on and also like remind other musicians who are in the same place as us that like there should be joy in this and that there's like, it's a privilege to be able to make music and to be able to create something that other people enjoy. Yeah, right. absolutely. And like for me, I've been playing manager, so to speak. Like I'm the guy in charging in charge of like 
booking a lot of the the podcasts and radio shows and stuff to get on. I would say I've spent probably six out of seven days of the week spending five, six, seven hours um, like talking to people on the phone or via email or whatever. Yeah. Like just for reference, I think we have somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 shows-ish booked mm, um, wow. to appear on. And then we have, I, th- I counted the other day, it's something like 40 that are like pending or um, we just we're missing one piece that we just need to get or whatever. Potentially we have 70, 80 that shows that we could be on. It it becomes a grind at some point, but like, you know, you got to think like at some point in the future, like this could pay off. Yeah, absolutely. I um, have talked to other musicians, um, composers, especially about like sending cold emails and just reaching out to every single person you know who plays that instrument that you wrote a piece for and asking them right. if they'd be if they'd be willing to perform it and like promote it and it's a really really tough barrier to get through i think bailey and i still have hesitation sometimes like if there's oh, yeah. someone we really want to have on as a guest somebody like wrote an article or like um had a video or a lecture or something that really resonated with us sometimes we feel scared to just send that email and ask even though it doesn't really hurt um so i really admire oh, yeah. that you did that um, with us and with all these other shows too i think i learned that because at one point I want to say it was like just like a summer or two. I worked as a cold caller at an insurance place. Here. Oh wow! Um, and so oh, like geez. for me, like you have to get over that fear of rejection really fast, or you're not going to last very long. <laughs> yeah. um, but like my thing is like with this anyway, like you know, if you give me the light of day, but end up saying no, like you know, it is what it is. Like as long yeah, you know, like if you if you say, no hey, I'll give it a us. listen. If you give it a listen, it like, you know, you send it to somebody. Like, say I sent it to you and you're like, you know, I'll give it a listen. Um, it's not really up my alley, but I'll give it a try. And then you come back, you're like, yeah, this this isn't really my thing or whatever. You know, it is what it is. Not everybody's going to like what we do. Um, I, that's kind of a given, I think. Um, like, that's it with that's with anything you do. You know, no nobody, you're not going to 100% satisfy everybody. That's just never going to happen. And so like that, like as far as the booking thing, like there's plenty of people that have not responded to my emails or messages or whatever, but like, you know, I mean, I think it's paid off. We have 80 ish shows, some booked (laughs) and some close, you know, I gotta, you know, it, I, I think it's worked out. Okay. But you know, it doesn't really like personally, it doesn't really bother me because there's 80 people that have showed interest. Mm. So, I mean, it's difficult because if you're if you try to do any kind of creative outlet with your life, you're always going to get people that are going to go out of your way, out of their way to to make you feel bad about doing it. And I think oh, that's yeah. just, <laughs> I think that's a given. Whether it's you know running a podcast, probably like you guys probably run into, or music, or starting your own business or company, like or you know anything really. I mean, people are gonna are gonna be like, well, why are you doing that? Or that's dumb. Like you're not going to make any money doing it. And so I think. Uh, just kind of putting yourself out there is, is the hardest thing to get, get behind. But I think we live in a, a good age now where we can, you know, you can upload a music video on YouTube and wake up one day and have a million views with it. I, I read the, or I watched the thing on Post Malone about his first like music video he posted and he went to bed and it had like 
a thousand views and he woke up and it had like a million or something. So, oh my God, like something along those lines. So, um, I think that's, uh, you know, a, a good age we live in for that. And, and especially with COVID right now, we could focus on where a lot of bands are probably, you know, trying to grind it out or find places to play and stuff. We, we don't need to be rushed with it. And we can, I guess, work on getting our, our EP recorded and out. And, yeah. um, since I'm pretty new to the band, I can, you know, get vibing with the guys and get everything recorded and we're not rushed to do it and can build up a little bit of a following or try to before we start going out and playing. So I think that, uh, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but I think everyone kind of wishes that our full-time job was music maybe, or, or you could sustain yourself with that because everyone, I think if you love music, you want to, you know, do it and fulfill your life and have it be, you know, paying your way as well. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, you have to be realistic too. So, I mean, I, you know, we all have bills and rent and things like that. So, um, having a job is nice cause it sustains all that. And it also gives me, gives me money to, I guess, spend on gear and guitar. Dang right. Whatever it else. <laughs> it's, it's an expensive yeah. hobby, but, um, <laughs> I think you can't focus on going into it wanting to make it a a, a career or, or want to make it a, um, hey, I'm going to make millions of dollars with this. It's just you do it because of the passion and the love, and then hopefully it'll pay off and it, it could be something you could sustain you know, long term. I think, I think everyone in our genre of music would just love to be able to play shows every weekend and you know maybe pay for gas to get, get somewhere eight hours away to play and and get home all right so yeah or like that, or like tyler tyler did like weekend weekend tours and stuff and i've done i've done some similar stuff like that before too so having uh having some money to get through the weekend and i feel like you're dipping into your savings account to get back home on sunday night or something or, or monday <laughs> so so definitely uh i think the goal is eventually to get there whether it's playing music or something you know something regarding music but uh but yeah, I, I don't have too much issue with with having a full time job because I have weekends off and work pretty normal work schedule during the week, so it it makes it easy to to work around and practice and and get together with everyone. Yeah, that's a really healthy mindset. I think both of you talked a lot about just like keeping the authenticity of the music and just the love for what mm -hmm. you do, and I think that on the flip side, it's like when you do make something your career as much as you love it, you have the burden of like, even if I can make money off of it, it becomes like, you have to choose between playing the music that makes money and playing the music that you want to play. So right. just by making music or making money playing music isn't enough sometimes. Like, I mean, it's the same thing oh, Like yeah. people who have their dream jobs on YouTube or making podcasts, they have to choose like, when to put ads or what kind of ads to put or like which sponsorships right. to take. And sometimes they don't match your ethics. And what are you going to do if you can't make a living? So, yeah, it's a really tough like thing because I think our whole lives were, especially in America, we're brought up like you've got to do what you love. <laughs> yeah. And like whatever you do as work has got to be awesome. And it's like, now that I'm working a job at, like, a pet store, and I do like it. I'm having a good time. It's fun. Like, I hang out with dogs all day. It's great. But, like, it's work, and I know it's work. Um, and it makes 
my music fun again. (laughs) (laughs) Because for the last, like, seven years, my music has, I mean, it has been fun. But it's also been so stressful and work and just like, oh, God. And, and, you know, it's like, of course, the whole time I was remembering how lucky I was because what a privilege to be able to study classical flute in 2020, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But at the same time, it wasn't really that fun. (laughs) It was stressful. (laughs) I've met a lot of people who have said, like, oh, I played flute and piano, or I played this and that, and I only majored in one of them to keep the sanctity of the other, so that, like, I majored in flute, but when I play piano, it's only fun, and it's only for me, um, because I don't have to worry about making money off of it, or, like, having other people think I'm good at it, and that's just something we don't talk about. And also the, like, monetization of hobbies, I feel like, Bailey and I have talked about this, everything that we do for fun we've somehow like tried to make into a side gig and it ends up being this like really crazy chaotic I mean it's really fun to be able to like draw or make videos on the side and like do things that you actually enjoy doing and get like 50 bucks 100 bucks here and there but it also makes those things a burden at different points in your life so you have to be careful (laughs) and it's it's time consuming too like it's it's not called art because it's something you just snap your fingers and, and make everything come together. So you have to spend time on it and, and people, you know, it, it could also be, you know, disheartening too. If someone's like, Oh, here's 25 bucks for that. And you're like, well, I spent three months making that, you know? So, mm. um, I think, I think kind of like how you guys describe, you know, your guys's music and how it felt like rep- repetitious and like a, like a job almost like, and, and you kind of, you know, it takes the passion out of it. It's like, that's how it is for me with like recording. <laughs> I think Jake I think Jacob could Jacob would laugh at that because uh like I don't like recording like I'm not like a a, a music nerd with all the the gear and the the recording softwares and like I don't you sound I, just I, like Tyler. I like to just like plug in my bass or my guitar and like play as loud as I can and just have fun with it. So so it's like right now it's like all this quarantine and everything is just kind of killing me because it's like I'm just having to focus on recording or, or writing and, and it's just like that's the least my least favorite part of it because it feels like it's repetitious or it feels like it's a job or you find yourself playing the same song uh for three straight days and and you don't play any other song but that one because you're trying to trying to get like the the picking pattern down or the 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 tone right when you're recording it or you know, mm. your dog your dog knocks something over when you're having the perfect the perfect uh you know recording of of your song or whatever so um so that's like the frustrating part with it now, but um, I guess I've been lucky to be working remote. So I'm up up around the Chicago area right now as we're recording this, and uh, so being remote and being able to work, my jobs allowed me to kind of be flexible with uh, with everything going on. So I've been able to to jam with with some of my other bandmates or you know other bands or, or friends and stuff. So it's been kind of keeping me sane a little bit, uh, but at the same time, hearing some of the stuff we're working on and some of the stuff that Tyler and and uh, Jacob have come up with it's like you know making me excited to just want to be playing that or or jamming with those guys so it's kind of like the week before Christmas and you know it Mm. just feels like Christmas was today and I've been waiting since March when quarantine started and there's still no end of the road so it's just delayed gratification really like right um because I Bailey and I both feel the same way about all like zoom lessons or like making recordings for whatever 
like auditions that we're taking like it is a lot more tedious because you can't just go in play your best and then leave and then you mm -hmm. like have that energy around you or like go in play for all these people be like hyped up on adrenaline and leave it's like a slow burn like you gotta get yourself ready like feel really good because you know that you're going to be doing this for the next like handful of hours and you can't like be at your peak and then make a mistake and then now you're too tired to make another take so you have to wait till tomorrow like all of those things are like it's work that you can't see the result of until afterwards when you're sitting down editing making the changes and uploading and I think that really plays with your mind a little bit. Like I definitely get psyched out. It's been like two years in the making, like this band in general. And there were points I know for sure that I was like, holy crap, is this worth it at all? Like I told Tyler on multiplications, like I'm, I can't do this. Like I'm done. Like we can't, we can't get anything going. Um, we've gone through, you know, a hundred different people. Like, is it really going to pay off? We were supposed to go into the studio to record in like probably like March or April and then the coronavirus hit. And so it oh, got pushed geez. back until like August. So like not only did we wait like a whole year and a half, <laughs> but then we had to wait another half a year to go back to the studio. And like, I remember sitting in the studio with Tyler and we're tracking the drums for the song that's about to come out. And I sat there, I was like, Oh yes, this was 1000% worth it. I was like, this is the, I, I thoroughly remember. I was like, holy crap, this is the best thing I've ever done. Um, and just like, like I'm sitting on a couch next to a drum set. My ears are ringing because it's a drum set. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this. Um, and I, I vividly remember this, our engineer, I'm sitting right next to him and he goes, why are you smiling so much? Like, it was just like <laughs> that moment. I was like, I just cannot believe that like this is happening. Like I've been working at this for two years. It took us two years. Granted the whole time we weren't writing music, but a lot of the time we were writing music and refining. Um, and like this song we're recording, we had been like tweaking it for like, we, I, brought the riff to this song in probably, I don't know, the second or third like band practice that we had when we first started in like 2018. And they were like, holy crap, that's a really cool riff. Like, why don't we like do something? And we kind of just like messed around until stuff fit. And, and then, you know, like we had members drop in and out and essentially it was just me and Tyler, like throwing ideas back and forth at each other and, you know, just kind of refining the song to make it, like the perfect song. Yeah. I remember, I remember sitting in the studio. I was like, this is what I've worked so hard to accomplish. Um, and it, I don't know, that moment was just one that like vividly sticks out because I was, I remember sitting there. I was like, this, this is for real now. Like we're, we're not three dudes sitting in some guy's living room anymore. Like, this is like, <laughs> this is like yeah. the real deal. But yeah, like I, I thoroughly remember that. Congratulations. Awesome. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. that's something to be proud of. Yeah, I'll say that I'm very happy that I'm joining now because I didn't have to wait for two years like they did. So <laughs> thanks, Jeff. Appreciate I'm it, man. <laughs> but no, I, I think that. I think like like he's saying. I mean, I think I think it kind of hits you. Like I, I haven't even like we've not even had a full practice together or jam together. But like being being away and seeing videos from Tyler or, or pictures of him in the studio with you know his drums mic'd up and 
you know, it's like the real deal. So like, that's just the stuff that kind of lights the fire and says, okay, this is like going to happen regardless. Like what, if it's, if it's in three months or six months or a year, like we're doing this. So, um, and, uh, it's, it's cool to be a part of that. And, uh, I think, you know, another thing, like Jacob said, like two years, like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of big bands and like people don't, you know, you, you hear about like Taylor Swift or you hear, hear about like Kanye West when he like is, is huge, you know, but you don't hear about like everything that happened beforehand and people don't normally, yeah. don't normally care about that. They just want the gratification of, of their song and don't care about like the person or the, the time that went into right. that. Yeah. So I think like one thing I've known since like just playing music and playing with people and you guys can probably relate. It's like, you know, it's like to get people together to do the same, to, to do something common oh, with you is, yeah. is so difficult, whether it's like, let alone like, you know, if it's like just something for like getting brunch with your friend is like a, a, a chore, let alone like getting five like adults to like work around their schedule and get together for practice once a week or, or to write music yeah. or something like that. So that, that kind of stuff is just sometimes the longest process to get something going or finding a drummer, like Jacob said, or finding, finding a piece to the puzzle kind of thing. So um, to be at that stage where it feels like everything's kind of falling into place and we have, we have an awesome song we're working on and it's, it's sounding great. And not, you know, it's like getting produced and, and uh, all the stuff you kind of dream about, you know, playing in your basement with your crappy guitar amp and your $50 <laughs> pawn shop guitar for your first, you know, instrument ever kind of thing. So yeah, it's, ex yeah. it's exciting. And having that, it sounds like you guys just have that respect for each other as team members, like you recognize and appreciate all the work that everybody is putting in. And I think that's a lot of the times what gets lost when it doesn't work out. Um, and like Bailey and I are just two people, but we just added an audio engineer to the mix. So now we're three and it's becoming a bigger operation. And so like scheduling and just managing who is doing what is getting tougher and tougher and we're trying to work it out. But I think that your attitude towards it is really important. Yeah, Let, let's be abundantly clear. Jeff didn't do anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm a lot for ride. You know what? Timing is everything. You got here at yeah. the right time, so you win. <laughs> oh no, me. I mean he I really has put in a lot of time. Like we brought him in, and we were like, "Hey Jeff, we're going to the studio. Are you ready?" He was like, uh, "I guess." Like it was just like. Like yeah, literally like, brought this, him in. Here's this music, learn it all and record your part. And I'm like, all right. Sweet. Yeah. Before we had found him, we were just like, you know, we should try and find a bass player probably. And then here comes <laughs> Jeff, who's a bass player. And we're like, you know what? He's just going to have to tough it out. And so we picked him up and he, I mean, he's put in a lot of work. Um, Like he's always it's asking kind of, me questions, you know, it, like just kind of like, kind of, how does this go or whatever. You know, like you guys asked about like the inspiration or the the motivation and you got to kind of know all that stuff. You just can't, you know, because it's not going to show if you just kind of try to play the right notes. You have to you have to feel like the the energy and stuff that everyone's bringing to it. And I think that's why I like this type of music that we play, like pop punk and, and hardcore and metal and stuff, just because it's like I always felt the passion going to shows and 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 it was it was a live experience. It wasn't like, you know the music more or less. It was like, I, I could see a band I've never heard of before, but if they had an awesome set and th their music killed it, I mean, it was like, you know, sold on them, you know? So um, I think a lot of that goes into the recording and the music too. So, but it is kind of funny how I met these guys. Cause 
like I just was like new to Little Rock and I was just on Instagram and I was just like scrolling through Instagram and I was like saw some <laughs> stuff about Little Rock music, Little Rock music and stuff. So I just like posted on a on a thing because I was like, you know, I'm like everyone I'm meeting is into like country music or like stuff that's just like very far, far off of what I'm like into, you know, and I appreciate mm-hmm. all music, but like, you know, to a point I want to be in a certain band or I want a certain style that of of people that want to play that kind of music or are passionate about it. So so I just like commented on some picture and uh, I think it was like a weekend or something. I was just sitting on my couch and Tyler responds to me and he's like, hey, we need a bass player. And I'm like, sweet. Uh, you know, <laughs> and he's like, we're in a pop punk band. And I'm like, awesome. Cause like lately I've been like into pop punk like this year for some reason, COVID's like turned me into pop punk. And uh, so I'm like, I'm like me and Tyler are like, you know, DMing each other on Instagram. And, uh, and he's just like, Hey, here, what's your number? So he like, I give him my number, and then the next thing you know, I'm in like a group iPhone chat with like four <laughs> four random numbers, and they're like, "Hey, this is Jeff. He's our bass player now." And I'm just like, "Sweet, that was the easiest audition I've ever had." <laughs> it, it was so. the funniest like turn of events because like he goes, Tyler texts me like right after he sees Jeff's comment or whatever. He goes, "Jacob, I think we found a bass player. He's from Chicago too." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh man!" He was like, "He's from Chicago," which. Like for everybody that doesn't know, Chicago's like the the pop punk dreamland. Be like, if you want to be a country music star, go to Nashville. Well, if you want to be a pop punk star, go to Chicago. And oh, he goes, I didn't know that. Yeah, like <laughs> like Fallout Boy is from Chicago. Um, huh. Who else yeah. is from Chicago? I'm blanking. There's some there's some like in our genre, I guess, or our, our I guess our level of kind of stuff that we kind of grew up with. Uh, there's a band called Knuckle Puck, Real Knuckle Friends. Puck, yep. Um, are a couple of main bands from from Chicago. Sleep that, on it that are, from there too. Or yeah, close. sleep on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so some bands that are you know kind of we grew up going to see and playing local shows. They would always play, and then your friend's band would play with them and open up for them, and Aww. you know you know somewhere. So uh, I guess just kind of humbling stuff, you know. Well, I guess I think the thing that I always was drawn to is like it's like a humbling genre. Like everyone's like these bands are picking up local local bands to play their show in in a random area and just say hey open up for us kind of thing so it it kind of keeps it keeps stuff going and uh and keeps people um right i guess the drive there and keeps the passion going yeah. and, and, and creates other people to want to make bands and stuff like that it's so. accepting yeah the for thing sure. about the thing about yeah. pop bug that i love so much um it's like even the big bands like still like know where they came from like you know you like listen to like a lot of like let's say like top 40 people and like they don't really acknowledge where they came from like you'll still hear like a pop punk band be like yeah when i was like 15 like man bad religion was my favorite (laughs) like you'll you'll hear that and they'll be like you know 35 year old men at that point like they just kind of they know where their roots were and like Mm. the 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 scene that they came up in and it's like like they don't and 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 a lot of like bigger bands like like I know we went and saw Knuckle Puck and they brought um like two pretty small bands with them on tour and it's kind of just like like everybody's out, Give, to, out to help each other they're not necessarily yeah. competing giving them that shot and exposing them to a lar- larger audience and stuff so but uh 
but yeah, it's it's really funny how how we met like that because it was just like I felt like I was just kind of catapulted into the band. And it was like <laughs> these guys, like I I literally could like not even know how to play bass. So like, or like they they didn't even ask to hear anything I've ever written or like played or anything. So I was like, sweet. It was and, just uh, the vibes. It was just well, like I, I don't. Like it was though. one comment. <laughs> yeah, I literally was just Instagram. like, does anyone play pop punk? And Tyler was like, yeah, yeah, you're in this band. <laughs> I, dude, like, I still remember that he called me. He was like, dude, I can't believe it. There's this guy, Jeff, and he is in. I was like, okay, we're going. <laughs> he Deal. is but it, in. Sometimes that like happens, though. You just yeah. walk I in at the right adorable. time. <laughs> Jeff's trying to mooch off of our success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just along for the ride until we just make it, and then I'm just going to be beelining for uh, all the money and fame. The and w- girls. <laughs> The women, the fame, and the money. <laughs> there you go. At least you're being <laughs> honest about it. <laughs> you heard, heard, it, heard, heard it here first. Yeah, there's no deception involved. You're being 100% honest about what your intentions are. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with a friend. You can also follow us on Instagram and sign up for our email list for the latest updates. All of our platforms can be found on the link tree in the description of the episode.